And we are back. Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Press Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse on this podcast. We're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor talking about Joe Burrow's calf injury progression. Also, we're going to talk about practice stuff from this week from the Bengals. Also, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds are still in the playoff hunt. As the regular season's coming to an end, we got about one, a month and a half left of baseball. Baseball is such a long season. It's 162 games, and it just feels like the Reds have been playing baseball since February. They've been playing baseball since the end of March, and it's kind of crazy. The season has gone by pretty fast, but there's so many games, and now the Cincinnati Reds are in position to make a playoff run. Now, they have slumped at an all-star break, and I'll talk about that later on the podcast. But let's talk about Cincinnati Bengals. Now, on the last podcast that I put out, I recapped the Bengals' first preseason game against the Green Bay Packers in a game where, oh my gosh, the Bengals lost 36-19. to Oh my gosh, we're 0-1. It's like, there's some, there's some fans out there that get hung up on their team's preseason record. It is preseason football. It's pretty much an evaluation of the second, third, and fourth string players on your NFL roster. Also, you're pretty much evaluating the rookies that you drafted in this year's NFL draft. So I don't understand why there's some fans out there that really want their team to go 3-0 and or 2-1 and in the preseason. If the Bengals go 0-3 in the preseason, you think I give two shits? No! It's preseason. And also, preseason football, it's not very fun to watch. And also, it's very, really bad football, to say the least. And while watching the Bengals and Packers games, you saw a lot of bad football. But overall, I was pretty much just looking at the players that potentially are going to make the roster for this season and potential players that could be, I don't know, players that are like going to be like out of nowhere make the NFL roster for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's That's what preseason football is. It's evaluating the rookies and evaluating those type of players. So don't get hung up on your team's preseason record. That's just really, really silly. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, Zach Taylor was on Pat McAfee's show on Wednesday, and he talked about Joe Burrow's progress. Now, if you've been living in a hole, Joe Burrow, three weeks ago, hurt his calf, his right calf, towards the end of practice. And it's kind of crazy that it's been 21 days since he hurt his calf. And before the Bengals preseason game against the Packers on Friday night, last Friday night. Joe Burrow was seen throwing the football. Beautiful as always. And then he was running sprints back and forth back and forth on the field. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. The casual fans on social media are so mad. Because before that, they were saying, oh my gosh, your quarterback's going to be out for like the first six games of the season. And oh my God, Jamar Chase said that Joe Burrow should just rest for the first like nine games of the season. Shit like that. And I'm like, 
you guys are really stupid. And I know you guys were really like, <gasps> when you saw Joe Burrow running <laughs> down and back on that football field at Paycor Stadium last Friday. Oh, so um, September 10th is the Bengals' first game, week one in Cleveland against the Browns. Joe Burrow will be the starting quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals then. He will. It just looks like he's doing well. He's rehabbing that calf. It's going to be strong. And according to Twitter doctors, I'm sorry, ex-doctors, because now it's ex, formerly known as Twitter, are saying that Joe Burrow, there's really no reason why he's not going to be out in the field on September 10th. So I'm feeling really confident that he will be playing and he will be the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals on week one. Okay, so Zach Taylor did talk about Joe, like I said, and he said, in quote, I feel good about the progress Joe Burrow is making right now, and that's all you're going to get from me. <laughs> I love that quote. He's not going to say anymore. And Zach Taylor, he keeps it short and sweet. He also talked about playing in the AFC North, and the AFC North, you can you can argue it's the best division in football because obviously you got the Bengals, back-to-back AFC North champions, back-to-back AFC championship game appearances. You got the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's finally healthy. You hope. Like, I really hope Lamar Jackson stays healthy this year because that makes Baltimore a threat to the Bengals. And then you got the Steelers. Kenneth Pickett's second season. I think the Steelers are going to be better. I think he's going to be better. And the defense is really good. And then you got the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, they have talent on their roster. And I think with Deshaun Watson having a full offseason with his team and just for him to get mileage out there, I think the Browns are going to be a solid team. And... They always pour. They 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 have, they have always been the Bengals. Just like after last year, like the Bengals finally won against Cleveland. It was Joe Burrow's first win ever in his career against the Browns. So the, like the Browns have won like before that win last year at Paycor Stadium. The, the Browns have like won six in a row in this series. So they've always they've had their number when Joe Burrow has been here as a starting quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. And their defense with Miles Garrett, and they got Nick Chubb, best running back in the NFL. That's a good football team, but what's holding them back, it's their coaching staff. And you don't really know, can Deshaun Watson, can he mesh with the players that he have, with the players that he has around him? I don't know. We'll see. But the Browns are always going to be a threat to the Bengals just because they've had a number. So Zach Taylor really believes that the AFC North is the toughest division in football. And he said, we believe the AFC North is the toughest division in football. So if you can win the division, you're battle tested and ready for the playoffs. He's right. He really is. And... Just think this year is going to be really tough for the Bengals. If the Bengals can go three-peat in the division, wow. <laughs> that it's It does get you ready for the postseason. And the Bengals played the Ravens in the wildcard game last year. And 
that was a tough game. Even without Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley played well in that defense. They were giving the Bengals offense fits. And <laughs> we survived that game. And that's just your typical AFC North football game that occurred in the playoffs. So it was good to hear that Zach Taylor is giving that division props because it deserves its props. And I feel like some people are the national media are starting to realize, like, wow, that's a tough division. So maybe we should give the Bengals credit for going back-to-back. Yeah, you should, but the Bengals, they'll forever be disrespected by the national media. And honestly, I don't care because I don't really read into much of that. It's like, just play Bengals football and keep everyone, knock on wood, healthy, and then the rest will take care of itself. So, let's see. Anything that went on in practice this week? Okay. So, T. Higgins, Bengals wide receiver number two. He came in number one anywhere in the league. He landed very awkwardly on his right leg on Monday. Thankfully, dudes is all right. But, (laughs) he was back on the field on Wednesday. But, when I saw that tweet, I'm like, oh my God. Gosh, I was like, no, we don't need that to happen. But thankfully, T was back out there. He looks fine. He has a compression sleeve on his right leg. I think a lot of people in Cincinnati are like, man, everyone out here is going to get like compressions. Every time you see, I guarantee Bengal fans, whenever they see some of the key players on the team wearing compression sleeves on anywhere on their bodies, Everyone's going to assume, oh, my God, did that player get hurt or is that player wearing that for precaution? Yes. Yes. These are grown men playing a violent sport, okay? They're going to have injuries on their bodies, okay? And they have to protect them. They got to protect themselves, okay? Shit. Relax. So, Chinadub Awuzie, a.k.a. Cheetos, his remarkable progress this guy tore his ACL last year on Halloween night against the Cleveland Browns, where the Bengals got absolutely massacred, unfortunately, on Monday Night Football in front of a national stage. That was not fun. But Wuzier tore his ACL. And the rehab process has been so good to him. And just watching film and watching sorry film like I'm, I'm not like what like what I'm I'm for the team or something like I'm I'm sitting in the film sessions no watching clips on social media and seeing Cheeto just run he he looks faster like that guy just had ACL surgery several months ago but it's like it almost a year you know into the injury but like it's crazy how much he is just like He's taken his rehab process so serious, and Zach Taylor is just amazed by his work ethic. And some people are saying that before camp, that Awuze is going to end up in the pup list, which is the physical to unable perform list, meaning that you're going to miss the first six weeks of the season. Cheeto did not make that list, and it's looking like he's going to be in the starting lineup in Cleveland in four weeks. And that's big for that Bengals defense. So good for Cheeto. And he he was missed. But shout out to CTB and Mike Hilton for just holding it down. But having cornerback one back out on the field, big plus right there. 
Speaking of CTB, second-year player out of Nebraska who the Bengals drafted in the second round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Towards the latter part of last year, CTB started and played really well, especially in the postseason. Going to year two, I expect a lot from him. And him and Jamar Chase, their, their camp battle when they're faced off each other has been really good. Jamar Chase has made some nice catches. And also, Taylor Brett has made some great defensive plays on Jamar Chase. So that's really good. Both of them getting their reps. And I think that's going to help not only Jamar, but it's going to help CTB a lot. Going against one of the best wide receivers in the league. So I'm just like really excited for Taylor Brett's second season. And he's a starter now. He's going to be starting every game, knock on wood. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Obviously, I'm excited for Jamar Chase. And it's kind of a crime that Jamar Chase was number 39 in the NFL top 100 players list, which leads me to the next bulletin board material, I guess. I talked about this two weeks ago when Jamar Chase was like, like I, I know the players vote on that list, but number 39. And then last week, Joe Burr was number six on the list. Okay, which is fine. In 2021, Joe Burr was number 21. Number six, which is okay. I thought Joe Burrow was going to be number... I thought Joe Burrow was going to be top three. But Jalen Hurts is number three on the NFL top 100 list. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is number one. Duh. He's the best quarterback, best player, and probably best team because the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. So until you beat the champs, they're the best team. The Bengals aren't that far off from them. But anyways... Jalen Hurts checked in at number three. Like, I'm very confused on that because Jalen Hurts is a dog. He's good. I mean, he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl last year, had a great year. But to put him over Joe Burr, who is more seasoned and... Joe Burrow has better numbers. And I'm not knocking Hurts. I'm just, I'm confused by the players voting. It's like, do you guys don't realize how good Joe Burrow is? Do you guys realize that last year, this man in training camp suffered an appendectomy that had to get removed? And he missed all of training camp. And then <clears throat> the first two games of the season, he was really, really shitty because of missing time, because of the, the appendectomy surgery. And then with the new offensive line, and obviously Joe Burrow was, wasn't out there, so he was going to be rusty and still put up the numbers that he did last season. I don't know what are you guys watching. And I think some people out there just, when they come, when they always talk about Joe Burrow, they're like, well, he's good, but I mean, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, they make him. 
yes, we we the Bengals are blessed to have the amigos. But Joe Burrow makes that offense run, okay? Joe Burrow is the reason why the Cincinnati Bengals are where they're at right now, okay? Joe Burrow is a once-in-a-lifetime generation type of player. And he had the best college football season ever by any player in 2019. Well, well, he had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on his team. Yeah, but he's, they, he's, they still had to get the football from him. So I don't get it. And I'll never get why some people don't give Joe Burrow the respect. People, I know people do, but it's like... I don't, it's still, they're still disrespecting the man in year four. And now he hurt his calf in training camp. And now people are saying, well, this guy's always injury prone. So it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, okay. All right. I don't think number six is a bad positioning on the list. I, 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 it's disrespectful still. Because <laughs> I think Joe Burrow should be number three. He's definitely top three, but I don't know anything about football. I really don't. I'm just here. I'm just doing a podcast I do on a regular basis because I love sports and I love talking sports with you guys. So I don't really know anything, but if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, I think that's when people are going to be like, oh my God, Joe Burrow, just like the the love fest that Patrick Mahomes gets, which he deserves because Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But since Joe Burrow plays for the Bengals, and it's like, oh, well, this is the Bengals. It's like, uh, he's lucky he has his receivers. If not, he would have been like, he would be average. Okay, whatever. So the Bengals' next preseason game is on Friday night against the Atlanta Falcons. And starters might play in that game. Mike Hilton did say to the media that, it's important that the starters do play because he said that last year, the reason why the Bengals got off to a bad start, that 0-2 starts, because they didn't play much in the preseason. Well, they didn't play at all. The starters did. So I think he's emphasizing more on getting reps in. We don't want the players to get hurt. I really don't want any of the key players to get hurt on both sides of the football. So I'm hoping that they just get Maybe a series or two. Maybe play the whole first quarter. That's it. That's enough reps right there. And then obviously you rest for the last preseason game. And then you're on the week one in Cleveland. So I'm intrigued to see who's going to start on both offense and defense. And I just hope it's just for a quarter. I really do. So that's Friday night at 730. And yeah, that's it for the Bengals front. Let's go to our Cincinnati Reds. All right. The Reds last weekend were in Pittsburgh, and they won the series. It's about time. It's been a while. Friday night, the first game, the Reds smacked the Pirates 9-2. Andrew Abbott, five and two-thirds innings, four hits, two and runs allowed, nine strikeouts. Luke Miley, or Maley, had a three-run home run. And then Will Benson was three for four. Ellie De La Cruz and Spencer Steer each had two hits. Reds and Pirates got rained out on Saturday, so they played a doubleheader on Sunday. The Reds lost a really bad one, 4-2 in Game 1. They were up 2-1 in the 7th inning, 
And then Lucas Sims, three straight walks that led to a 3-1 home run for the Pirates. And that was pretty much game right there. Game two, the Reds had to win this game. Reds were down 5-3 in the eighth inning, scored two runs to tie it up. And then in extra innings, with runners on first and third of one out, Stuart Fairchild hits a ground ball to the shortstop. They got the out on second, and then he beat out the out. He beat out the out on first. What hustle by Fairchild! It was a, that was a big time hustle because it scored the run from third in TJ Hopkins to make it six five. Then Alexis Diaz came in for the tenth inning and shut it down for the Reds six five win over the Pirates in Game Two of the doubleheader to take two out of three from the Pirates. And then this past week, the Reds took on the Cleveland Indians. I'm sorry, the Cleveland Guardians. And then let's see. On Tuesday, the Reds' offense were utter dog shit. They lost three nothing. The offense was pretty much they didn't show up. And the Reds' offense huh, since the All Star break, it's just been really bad. And that loss was very deflating. It was like, okay, you're coming off a serious win against Pittsburgh. You had an off day on Monday, and then you have the Guardians coming to town for two games. I, I hate that the Reds always play the Indians. I'm sorry, the Guardians for two game series. I don't like that. Both instancy and Cleveland makes no sense. <sighs> yeah, the Reds' offense was bad in the first game, and then on Wednesday night, runs happened. The Reds scored seven runs and won the game seven and two. Man, TJ Friedel had a game. He robbed a home run in the third inning that took away a two-run home run potentially by the Indians. <sighs> TJ Friedel is not that tall. He's about like, I don't know, 5'11", 6 foot. And he jumped high like Jumpman from, you know, the Michael Jordan logo. And he oof, took that home run back. What a play right there. And then in the fourth inning, the Reds... Piled up some runs. Stuart Fairchild hit a two-run home run to left. And then Matt McClain followed with a two-run home run as well to left. That made it 5-1. Andrew Abbott picked up his eighth win of the season. Five innings pitch, five hits allowed. Two run runs, zero walks. So last two starts, Andrew Abbott has allowed zero walks. So that's a good sign. Five strikeouts. So that was a big win right there. So... What I really liked about the last, the, those last five games between the Reds and I'm sorry, between the Pirates and the Guardians is that the bullpen got some rest. Like the top bullpenners, like Diaz, Jabot, Farmer, Sims, Sam Mole, who the Reds got from the A's about uh, what three weeks ago. He pitched in the Guardian series, pitched well, pitched a scoreless inning. But it was really important for the bullpen to get some rest because the Reds have had two off days during the stretch, and they have an off day on Thursday, and then they take on the Blue Jays on Friday for a three-game set at home. That was start a stretch where the Reds are going to play 13 straight games. So it was very important for the bullpen to get their rest because – we know they're going to be used a lot coming up during this stretch. Luke Weaver was designated for an assignment. That means he was let go by the team. It's about time. 
No disrespect to the dude. He went out there. He didn't complain. He did his best, but he's not that good. In 21 starts this year, Luke Weaver, 2-4 and four record and a 6.87 ERA. Yikes. The reason why the Reds made this move is because Hunter Green is back. And he is scheduled to pitch on Sunday against the Blue Jays. And Nick Lodolo will have a rehab stint in Louisville. And it's likely that he'll be back with the team by the end of the month. That's what they said. And then Jonathan India, he had an injury setback to his heel. And he's out until September. I think the rest should just shut down India. Some people are saying, well, maybe he's just like sitting out because of the whole trade talks. No, he's hurt. Damn it. What the fuck? (laughs) Some sports fans, I don't understand. It's like, dude is hurt, okay? If he wasn't hurt, he'll be out there. Duh. But if his heel injury is a lot worse than we think it is, then you should just shut him him down for the season. We do miss him in the lineup. We do miss him and Jake Fraley. So... You don't have to rush back, India. If you need to just sit out for the whole season, then I'm okay with that. It sucks, but we need him back. We need him to, um, you know, need him to rest and etc. So, so as we said on August 17th, the Reds are 63 and 59. So they're two and a half games out in the division. And tied with the Marlins and the Cubs for the third spot in the National League wild card with 39 games to go. It gets tough. You got three against the Blue Jays this weekend. You got three against the Los Angeles Angels. The West Coast road trip <clears throat> coming up on Monday is going to be the make or break. So you got three against the Angels, four at Arizona against the Diamondbacks, and you got three at the Giants to finish off the road trip. It's the make-or-break West Coast road trip for the Cincinnati Reds. And we'll, we'll see. If they can survive that stretch, then here we go. So this season has been fun. It's been frustrating at times to watch, but I'm having a fun time because the Reds are relevant. And they're in the playoff chase. So we will see these next 13 games. If the Reds can come out of it surviving and still in it, then they're going to be in it in September. Period. So that's it for this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening as always. And I will be back, obviously. Probably I'm going to record a podcast this weekend recapping the Bengals and Falcons preseason game number two. And yeah, that's pretty much it on my front. You guys have a great weekend. If you guys are listening to this podcast on Spotify, give it a five star, leave a review. I appreciate all. Uh, just the great comments for you guys and listen this podcast have we've come a long way and I know I've, I've come a long way as a podcaster and just seeing a lot of people start podcasts has been really cool because I started a podcast back in 2019 and just you know seeing it grow and etc it has been really cool and um yeah I just love doing this and I'll continue to just Talk about my passion of Cincinnati sports. We're only going up from here. All right, y'all. We're only going up. All right. Take care. I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.